2: Blue Coal Dealer presents The Shadow. These half-hour
0: dramatizations are designed to forcibly demonstrate to old and young alike that crime
2: does not pay. Before the curtain rises on act one of today's adventure with The Shadow, remember this, homeowners, because of abrupt changes in temperature, the coming months are the most treacherous of the entire year. So do the safe thing, the wise thing, and order blue coal for your next fuel supply. You'll find that this quality-tested hard coal gives steadier, more helpful heat. It's easier to bank and control, and it burns evenly and prevents your home from becoming suddenly chilled or overheated. Remember the name, blue coal, for perfect home heating comfort in any kind of weather. The shadow, mysterious character who aids those in distress and helps the forces of law and order, is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the unseen voice belongs. Today's story, Horror in Wax. Lieutenant Carter, I want you to check that new list of stolen cars with a 4 to detail before the men go on duty. All right. Uh, you, Benson, take a squad of 20 men and help Cardona with the detail that's guarding the mayor at that rally tonight. Okay. And uh, you, Brophy, you yeah, better... Uh, just a minute. Hello? Commissioner Weston speaking. What's that? Uh, I wanted this to happen. All right. Give me the address. Yeah. 22 Prince Street. I got that. Yeah. I'll send a man out right away. Uh, Brophy. Yes, Commissioner Weston? This is a job for you. The uh, rest of you men can go now. Get out on the job and keep awake. Right. Okay. Right. Here you are, Brophy. Take this address. It's a rooming house out in the south side. Woman's been found dead in one of the rooms. Ah, now the poor
0: thing. Murdered by some blackguard, I suppose.
2: Never mind shedding any tears about it. Get out there and find out what happened. Ooh.
3: There she is, Lieutenant Grofie. Dying just the way I found her when I came up to clean it up this morning.
2: Who is this woman?
3: Never saw her before.
2: Didn't you rent her the room?
3: No, no, I rented the room to two men. They came in last night. They were gone this morning. She must have come in during the night.
0: Did they leave baggage or anything?
3: Oh, well, they brought nothing with them and took nothing, I guess.
0: Well, I'll look her over and see what they've killed her with, if they killed her.
4: Well, she certainly is a finder. The saints above, what do you call this? You found something? Hard
0: enough to curl my tongue so I can't say a word. Here, feel that hand. Then.
3: You want me to touch her? Oh, no. No, you don't.
0: The hand is as stiff and hard as a rock and so is the arms and her face. Why, sure, this is no woman at all. It's a wax figure. Wax figure? Certainly. The lads that rented the room and left us here were likely as not a couple of dress salesmen. nothing more.
3: And she's not really dead?
0: No deader than she's ever been. Ah, it's the devil's own things they send a police officer out on nowadays.
3: Well, uh... What will I do with this uh, this
0: wax figure? You leave it where it is. We'll send the wagon for it. Maybe the wives of one of the men can cut her clothes on it.
2: But, Commissioner Weston, it's the truth I'm telling you. It was nothing more than a wax figure as hard as rock. A fine thing to leave behind in a furnished room. Well, you better send the wagon out there. Uh, Hello? Commissioner Weston. Yes, who's this? This is the Shadow, Commissioner. Yes, well, what do you want now? We've had peace and quiet around here lately. Oh, oh say, uh, just a minute. Uh, hold the wire a second. Listen to that Shadow fellow, Buffy. I'm going to have some fun with him isn't it? Uh Say, uh, Shadow, uh, we, uh, we just got a case that has us all baffled. Would you like to help us?
5: Of course, Commissioner. No, I'm always willing to lend whatever assistance I can. Oh, fine.
2: Well, uh, here's the dope. A woman's been found dead at 22 Prince Street, out on the south side. We uh, don't know who she is or how she died or a thing about her. I'll put the case into your hands if you want to tackle it.
5: Well, I'd be glad to, Commissioner. I'll go out there right away and investigate.
2: That's fine. Uh, But, Chatter, you've got to make me one promise.
5: Yes, Commissioner.
2: What is it? Well, the uh, medical examiner hasn't cleared the case yet. So I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't touch the body or disturb it in any way.
5: All right, Commissioner. I hardly think it will be necessary.
2: Well, uh, good luck then, Shadow. I'll see you later.
5: Oh, no, Commissioner.
2: You'll hear me later. How's that? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll hear you later. Brophy, he fell for it. Yeah? <laughs> fell for it. <laughs> Hook, line, and sink. i give me eye teeth to be there when he examined that dead body. <laughs> <laughs> this is funny, Brophy. We've got the shadow, the great crime expert, investigating the death of a wax figure. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lamont, he searched
3: every inch of this room, but there's not a single thing that would identify this woman's body.
5: No, Margot. I didn't expect there would be.
3: Perhaps I'd better search the clothing. Uh,
5: no, Margot, don't touch the body. Commissioner Weston specifically asked me not to.
3: But there might be a tag on the clothing or something.
5: Hardly. The men who left this body here planned it too well to leave any telltale markings. You'll notice that even the manufacturer's name has been scraped off the soles of the shoes.
3: The features have a strange wax-like appearance.
5: Yes, amazingly wax-like.
3: Well, if there's nothing more to do with here, Lamont, I... I will be a bit sorry to leave as soon
5: as possible. All right, we'll go, Margo. Commissioner Weston is probably waiting for the Shadow's report on the case, and we don't want to meet any of his men here. We mustn't disappoint the Commissioner.
2: Uh, wait a minute, Brophy. let I see who this is? Hello? Commissioner Weston speaking. Hello, Commissioner. This is the Shadow. Oh, oh yes. Well, um, Shadow, uh, how did you make out? Have you made any progress on that case I gave you?
5: Yes, Commissioner. A little, I think. The case is fairly obvious.
2: You don't say.
5: The woman did not meet her death in that room.
2: Uh, uh, what's this? Uh, you're, you're sure about that, I suppose?
5: Positive. She died someplace else and was brought to the room.
2: Uh, well, no, it didn't take you long to figure that out, did it? Uh, what are you going to do, Shadow?
5: We've got to find the men who brought the woman there.
2: Hey, you're, you're getting off on the right foot, all right. But uh, how are we going to find them? Have you figured that one out?
5: Not exactly. But I'm not going to waste any time. You hold the body until you hear from me.
2: Oh, uh, you're sure uh, we're going to hear from you, aren't you?
5: You'll hear from me a lot sooner than
2: you expect, Commissioner. Well, now, in that case, uh, a shadow, a shadow. A shadow. He's hung up. (laughs) (laughs) Sophie! Did you hear that? (laughs) I worked, Commissioner. I worked. is about (laughs) the funniest thing I've ever run across. (laughs) You fooled him, good Commissioner. (laughs) She didn't didn't die there, he says. (laughs) I (laughs) was right in that. He (laughs) certainly (laughs)
5: was. You're regarded, Professor Whitehead, as an outstanding authority in these matters, and I. I want you to know that I trust your judgment implicitly.
4: Thank you, Francis. Of course, it's a fairly common knowledge that from time immemorial, scientists have labored with the idea of preserving life through freezing, waxing, mummifying, and various other such methods. Yes, I read
3: only recently where a group of Russian scientists froze a man and then performed a very difficult operation. I believe the man survived.
5: It's very possible, Miss Lane. But this waxing process, Professor? preserving the human form by turning it to wax. Have you had any personal contact with such cases?
4: I haven't actually participated in such experiments, but I've followed them quite closely. In fact, uh, here's a book uh, right here on my shelf. Yes, yeah, yes, this is it. This is an account of the experiments of Dr. Jean Fanot, famous French scientist. He invented a chemical which he injected into the arms. Within a few hours, the subject assumed not only a wax-like appearance, but all organs were stilled, and a state of suspended animation attained.
5: Well, what happened to Farno? Did he continue these experiments? No,
4: he never got the chance. He was laughed out of the community where he lived. When he revealed the fact that he had waxed the body of a young girl, he was stoned.
3: But what happened to the girl?
4: Oh, Fresno revived her right enough. The experiment was entirely successful.
5: Then he not only had a waxing process, but also an antidote to revive the subject.
4: Yes, yes, a restorative, he called
5: it. By the way, here's a picture of Fresno in this book. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. rather an interesting looking face, don't you think so, Margot? Mm
3: -hmm. Yes, very interesting. But one I wouldn't care to meet on a dark
5: road. (laughs) Well, uh, do you think Dr. Pano is still alive, Professor?
4: That I am not prepared to say, Mr. Cranston. It was reported he came to America ten years ago. In any case, he dropped from sight about that time. I see.
5: Well, I'm very much obliged to you, Professor. We must leave now. This talk has been most interesting. And I promise you... It will result in something even more interesting.
3: Are you nearly finished,
5: Lamont? Yes, Margo. Quite finished. We've checked every wax figure dealer in this entire territory. The business connections of all of them are easily accounted for. That is, all but one. This Cosmos Wax Figure Company. I can't find a single firm that does business with them. If there's something in there. I don't know, Margo, but I think that... Oh, that's probably my friend Vic Marquette, the Internal Revenue Department. Hello? Hello,
4: is that you,
5: Chris? Oh, yes, Vic. Have you found anything?
4: Well, uh, that Cosmos company you inquired about. Yes? Yeah, there's a ship due at quarantine in a few hours with a large consignment of wax figures for them.
5: You say the ship is due in a few hours?
4: Yeah. Vic,
5: I want you to do me a favor. All right. I want you to assign Miss Lane and myself to the custom detail that goes on board that ship, the Quarantine. Oh, I don't
4: know what you've got up your sleeve, Cranston. It's not exactly official. Oh, I guess it can be arranged.
5: All right, we'll be right down. I'll explain matters to you then.
3: What are we going to do now, Lamont?
5: I'm only playing along on a hunch. But if it works out, Margot, I think we'll have a little surprise in store for our friend, Commissioner Weston. Mm. You're the man in charge of the shipment of wax figures? Oui, monsieur. Do you always store them in staterooms? Wouldn't it be less expensive to ship them in the hold with other freight? Oh, but
4: monsieur, these figures are not freight. They're works of art, as you can see.
3: Yes, they're really amazing. I don't believe I've ever seen such lifelike figures.
5: Yes. The attention to detail is astounding. Even to birthmarks and scars. <laughs> well... We're very much obliged to you for letting us see these figures, sir. And, uh, good night. Good night,
0: monsieur. Good night, madame. Good night.
5: Don't say anything for a moment, Margot. Let's get down to the companionway. Kimmel, now tell me. Did you notice anything unusual about those figures?
3: I thought they were simply astounding reproductions of human features.
5: No, I don't mean that. Did you notice on the left arm of each... There was the tiniest puncture, such as might have been made by a hypodermic needle.
3: No, no, Lamar, I hadn't noticed. What do you think it means?
5: I don't know exactly, Margot. But we're following that shipment of wax figures to its destination.
2: In a moment, you'll hear act two of today's story. Homeowners the finest quality anthracite that you can buy is blue coal. It's the only trademarked anthracite, the only coal which is colored a harmless blue to identify it and to guarantee you that you'll get the most of your money in heating results and satisfaction. That's why it's important to insist on blue coal by name when you order fuel. Once you've used blue coal, you will agree with me and with countless thousands of satisfied homeowners that it certainly is different from ordinary hard coal. And that difference is in the steadier, more healthful heat Blue Coal gives you, plus the fact that it requires less furnace attention. That's because Blue Coal is a guaranteed product of Glen Alden, the nation's largest coal company. Each ton of Blue Coal is carefully sized, prepared, and washed to remove any existing impurities. But most important of all, each carload is submitted to a thorough laboratory test to guarantee its superior quality before it's accepted for shipment. Those are the reasons why blue coal banks and burns better and gives longer intervals between firing. Those are the reasons why it will pay you to order blue coal by name if you want perfect all-around heating comfort and satisfaction in the treacherous months ahead. Call your nearest dealer. His name is listed in the where to buy it section of your classified telephone directory under the words, Blue Coal. (laughs) Blue Coal.
5: Stop the car right here, Margot. Sorry. That's the Cosmos building. Just ahead there. Dingy
3: looking place, Lamont. Doesn't appear as though there's anybody inside.
5: Yes, there is, though, Margot. Look down at the back there. You can just see a bar of light filtering through that shuttered window.
3: Oh, yes. What do you suppose they could be doing in there at this hour of the night?
5: They've already gotten the shipment of wax figures from that freighter. That's probably what occupies them now. Better turn off your headlights. All right. We'll sit here and wait a while.
3: Look, Lamont. That side door is opening. Someone's coming out.
5: Sit tight, Margot. And watch. It's a man.
3: He's coming this way. Yes.
5: Quiet. Margot. Why? Look at this man. Look at his face.
3: Why? Well, Why, Lamont, this is amazing. It just can't be possible.
5: Quite possible, Margot. That man who I just walked past was one of the wax figures we saw in the freighter tonight.
3: Quiet. It's like seeing someone step out of the grave.
5: It may be little less than just that, Margot. Men stepping out of the grave.
3: Lamar, you don't actually... I
5: don't know what it is, Margot. I've only got a hunch. I'm going to see if I can't get a glance through that window back there.
3: I'll come along, Lamar.
5: No, you better stay here.
3: I'd feel more comfortable with you.
5: All right, Margot. If you feel better, come along. We'll have to be very careful, Margot. The
3: rest of the building seems to be deserted. All but that
5: one room. Yeah, they're all probably busy in the back. Let me take your hand, Wongo. It's pretty steep here. Quiet now, Marco. This window may be open. They might hear us. I'll see if I can take a peek through this crack here. See
3: anything?
5: Marco, look.
3: Why, the room is fixed up like a laboratory.
5: Yes. There's some more of the figures we saw on board ship.
3: That man with his back to us dressed like a doctor,
5: yes, I hope he turns around so we get a good look. Margo. over there in the corner. recognize that face?
3: Why, yes, it's the man that was in the ship cabin, the one who took care of the wax figures. right there the other man's turned
5: around. Look at him. Yes, isn't
3: that the man whose pictured Professor Whitehead's shoulders?
5: Yes, Margo. It's Dr Fureau. What
3: do you suppose they're doing?
5: I can't see. They're working at the other end of the room mostly. Margot, you go back to the car.
3: What are you going to do?
5: Look around here and see if there isn't any way of getting into this place. But
3: there's a gang of men in there, Lamont.
5: I've got to take the chance, Margot. Now go, Margo, Quickly, quickly. This is a matter for the shadow.
3: All right, Lamont, but do be careful. Even the shadow might be shot.
4: This one is coming, too.
0: Very good. Give the wax figure another injection of the restorative. Half quantity this time.
4: Say, Doc, that guy's groaning like he was in awful pain.
0: That is as it should be, Chip. The muscles and tissues are losing their rigidity. The process is often very painful.
4: Gee, this sure is a great idea yours, Doc. Imagine turning people to wax with a jab of a needle and with a jab of a needle bringing them back again.
0: Don't have quite so much to say, Chip.
1: I
4: wonder how people would react
1: if they knew of your great accomplishment, Doctor. They
0: would laugh. Laugh as they always do at things they don't understand. They laughed me out of the legitimate pursuit of my science. But now I have the satisfaction of accomplishment.
4: Oh, uh, uh, Where am I... Where am I? Say, that guy's coming
2: too now, Doc.
0: Uh, you're all right, my man. You've reached your destination.
2: Then, then this is America? I am in the United States? Yeah. Put these clothes on. You must leave here at once.
0: You will listen to my instructions, my good man, and be sure you follow them to the letter. Yes. In addition to the sum you have already paid us for uh, smuggling you into this country... Remember that our agreement is that you pay us 25% of your earnings for the next five years. After five years, you will return for another injection of the restorative. If you fail to come back for this injection, you will become wax again. And for all time, if you fail in your obligation to us, or if you ever reveal the means by which you were smuggled into the country, you will be denied the restorative. The effect, of course, will be the same understand? I
5: understand.
0: Try stand and go. Monsieur le
1: docteur, this one, he does not revive.
0: I'm afraid he will not. You men on the boats are becoming very careless with the waxing fluid. We had a girl die on our last shipment.
1: But I assure you, doctor, I followed your instructions exactly. One injection so much as is in this hypodermic, every 12 hours. Ah,
0: you must have miscalculated the time. My solution cannot fail. Here, Chip, this body will have to be disposed of as you disposed of the girl a few days ago.
4: Okay, Doc, it's as good as done.
0: I want you to... What's that?
4: What's the matter? You hearing something?
0: Ah, I thought I heard footsteps outside.
4: I'll take a walk around outside. No use taking chances.
2: I will go with you.
4: Okay, we'll take this guy out with us. Come on, you.
2: Yes, I'm dressed now. I'll go.
4: Be right back, Doc. Doc.
5: Chip. What is it, Murat? That
0: car over there. Do you see anybody in it?
4: Yeah. I think I see a face.
0: It's strange that anyone would sit in a lonely place like this with the lights out. No?
4: Yeah. yeah. It does look kind of fishy. Let's find out what it's all about. Come on, Murat. Keep your gun handy.
5: There is somebody in the car.
4: Oh, looks like a girl. What do you know about
0: that? I do not like it.
4: She won't like it either when we get through with her. What are you doing in here, lady? Waiting for the morning mail? Who are you? What do you want? We want to know who you are and what you want. That's none of your business. You're a fresh day, man. Eh? Ship. Yeah? What's the matter? This girl. I have seen her before. Yes, I know. She was with the customer on aboard the ship. Oh, Yeah. Come on, lady. Get out of that car. I'll not get out of this car. You get away from here. Grab her, Murat. Keep
2: right.
4: your hand over her mouth, Murat. Right.
2: We'll take her into the doctor. Come on. Lift
4: her up. There is no question about it, le doctor.
1: She is the one who came aboard the freighter with the customs officer. A customs mall, eh?
3: You let me out of this freight, you hear?
1: You did not come here alone, madame.
0: Who is with you?
3: There's nobody with me. What were you snooping around for? I wasn't snooping around. I was sitting in my car. Madame...
0: You impose a very unpleasant duty upon me. What do you mean? I do not know how much knowledge you have acquired around here. But I must be certain that whatever it is, you will never have a chance to communicate it to anyone else.
3: What do you intend to do?
0: Murat, give me that hypodermic. Wait, oui, Doctor.
3: Don't you dare. Keep your hands off really.
0: Madame, I regret that I must give you an injection of this fluid. In a few minutes, you will turn to wax. Oh, no. In that condition, you shall remain. No. For all time. No, uh, no, let it go
4: let it out! Murat, hold her tightly. Quiet! Out I'll keep her quiet for a while.
0: Pull her sleeve up, Murat. We, oui, doctor. That's it. Now the hypodermic. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite so fast, doctor. Who was that? Who spoke? <laughs> I did, doctor Furneaux. Who are you? I am the shadow. Shadow. Yeah, I, I do not understand. What is the shadow?
4: I've heard of this guy. He's the enemy of the underworld. Nobody can see him.
0: This girl, she is with him?
5: Yes. Dr. Follot, release her. Take that gag out of her mouth.
0: Ah, you are very clever, monsieur. Very clever. But I think you will find I'm not so easily beaten. Do as I tell you.
4: I don't want to have any fight with this shadow. Nor do
0: I. You are cowards, both of you. I'm getting
4: out of here. I will go, too. Chip,
0: what? You will not run out on me. I'm
4: Stay where you are. You'll stay if you want. You're right. You shot. You're at.
0: Right. Yes. And now you. Oh. <laughs> and now, Shadow. Where are you? Right beside you. And
4: I. Oh um, no, no, you, you don't. The on my arm.
5: Epona, your gun is on the floor. You're helpless. Now will you be so foolish as not to do what you're told?
0: Very well. I cannot fight the unseen.
5: What do you wish? Remove the gag from the lady's mouth. Of course. <coughs> there you are.
3: Oh, get me out of here. Get me out of this horrible blessing.
5: You're all right, Mother. <coughs> There's nothing more to fear.
0: Madame, I will get you a glass of water. Oh, no, you don't, Doctor.
5: Be too easy to poison the water. Doctor Fernau, you are coming with me. And
0: where would you take me?
5: To the police. They will deal
0: with you. I am afraid I will have to disappoint you, Monsieur. Life and the people of the world have humiliated me enough. They will never subject me to the humiliation of a criminal self.
5: What do you mean, Doctor?
0: This hypodermic I hold in my hand will answer your question most eloquently. Many people have known the result of my great discovery. Now, I shall know it myself. In its ultimate...
5: Doctor, I beg of you, don't destroy yourself. There's always hope for a man of your skill. Even though you've so grossly misused it...
0: No, no, Monsieur... The world laughed once. Now it will neither laugh nor weep. One injection, an overdose. So, and you shall witness firsthand, Monsieur, the results of a great discovery. Doctor, don't! You mustn't do it this! It is you done, really Monsieur, it is done. I destroy the last bottle of the restorative. Now, my secret dies with
3: me. Lamont. Lamont, look. His skin is turning white. His body, it's becoming rigid.
5: Yes, Mama. Watch. He's turning to wax. Just as he's turned others.
3: Oh, no, Lamont, I... I can't bear anymore. Take me out of here. Take me out, Lamont. Take me out. You mustn't worry anymore, Lamont. I'm quite all right now.
5: Well, now... You've given me a couple of very anxious days, Margot, since our encounter with Dr. Feneau.
3: I'm sure I could never stand such an experience again. Now it appears as something I've dreamed. Lamont, what of those people Feneau smuggled into the country? They'll die in five years if they don't receive the injection.
5: Why, oh, my Margot, that was simply a bluff. I've checked through Feneau's notes. He used this ruse simply to hold them to their promises. They're quite safe. I'm glad. It's strange... But I suppose, in a way, Commissioner Weston has the laugh on me after all. For my part, I don't feel there's much reason for laughing. As evil as Dr. Feneau was, and as badly as he misused his great talents, I can't help but feel that his discovery might have had potentialities for good beyond belief. Perhaps it will occur again in a mind worthy of great things.
2: Now a word from Blue Coal's heating expert, John Barclay.
4: Thank
1: you, Ken Roberts, and good afternoon, friends. You know, you just can't operate your furnace efficiently and economically unless you understand how to regulate your furnished dampers. Every furnace should be equipped with three dampers. The ash pit damper located at the base of the furnace, below the great level. The turn damper located in the smoke pipe behind the check damper and the boiler and the check damper located between the turn damper and the chimney. In milder weather, when you want a slow-burning, lasting fire, the check damper should be wide open the ash pit damper closed. It is very important that your check damper be large enough to adequately check the fire. If it is not, it will certainly pay you to have an additional check damper installed by your plumber. If you're having trouble in regulating your furnace your blue coal dealer will gladly send a John Barclay serviceman to give your heating plant a thorough inspection. There is no charge or obligation for this service. I thank you.
2: Today's program is based on a story copyrighted by The Shadow Magazine. All the characters and all the places named are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. The Shadow Magazine is now on sale at your local newsstand.
5: <laughs> the weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not. Shadow knows. <laughs> Next
2: week, same time, same station, Blue Coal, America's finest anthracite, will again present another thrilling adventure of the shadow. Be sure to listen, and be sure to burn Blue Coal, the solid fuel for solid comfort.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.